0: Hey everybody, Roshan here. Join with me, my friend. What's up? (laughs) Jeremy Lim, (laughs) the legend. Um, And this episode, we talk to Terence Toe. So just a little announcement. Heads up. Heads up. The first 30 seconds, uh, the audio is a little bit blurry. Uh, It peaks a little bit, so we apologize for that. But it's only for the first 30 seconds. And after that, it's uh, smooth sailing. So yeah, we hope you enjoy it. Uh, on it's your boys roshan gomez and jeremy lim as usual and today in the house we are joined by terence Stowe.
1: welcome hey my guys hey thank you so much for having me how do you feel how, uh, are you excited to be here oh yes whoa just <laughs> uh, well my heart is <laughs> pumping i'm ready to go uh how was the journey here <laughs> Long and a little <laughs> twisted. yeah. I got lost. My waist went a little haywire at times. Yeah. But I got here. Lah. It's safe and sound. Yeah. That's the important thing. The,
0: the biggest problem about Rumah Roy is just getting to Rumah Roy. <laughs> That's a common, <laughs> b- yes. common problem yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. Sungai Bulo sounds like it's really far, but… And I mean, your first journey it will be far, but you kind of <laughs> yeah. get used to it.
2: <laughs> Even for those of us who live ten minutes from here, it feels far. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy yeah. stays in
1: Sri Damansara, which is just oh. about ten minutes down. Yeah, it's the like the first time I'm in Sungai Buloh <laughs> for like the longest time.
0: Yeah. Um, the only reason you would come to Sungai Buloh is if you're going to prison, Penjara Sungai Buloh. Ah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I hospital about. Sungai Buloh if you have COVID. Oh, so that's another one. Uh, great choice, sir. <laughs> yeah, or. Uh, Sungai train station? I mean… <laughs> well, <laughs> I was thinking well, bakute or something. Yeah. <laughs> nah. They say also it's a
1: great place to buy plants. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But yeah. do you know what's the story behind that? Why that th- this is a hub for plants? There's it's something kind of to do with a leprosy yes. thing, right? Oh, wow. So, what yes. happened was uh, Malaysia used to have the biggest leprosy camp in Southeast Asia or something like that back yeah. in the day. Hmm. And the center was here. in The Sungai Valley Bulo. of Hope, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And
0: the the, the the center is still here. Yeah,
1: you okay. know, it's actually really funny that you brought that up because uh, one of my very first journalistic experiences was to write a story about that place. Oh really? Yeah, so, so I've actually there? been there. Oh. Yeah. Met wow. some of the old patients and all that. Oh, so yeah. that's why you came to Songbolo. Yes, indeed. Yeah, not for leprosy.
0: <laughs> 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 well, okay, anyway, we are really excited to have you on. Ooh, excited um, to be here. Even pre us doing this podcast, uh, when I, it was still an embryo in my mind. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I in my, in my one of the first few guests that I wanted was you. And uh, like I was telling you before we started, um, I've been following you through social media. I know your sister very well. Uh, I know you like high by mm. as a person, but I, because I follow you on social media, I've seen you make all these kind of really interesting choices in your life, and I've just I, I'm so captivated by the way you've like kind of the, the way you moved You know, in the decisions that you've made, and we're gonna go through all of them. Oh. So let us if you don't mind, let's start in the beginning. Okay, well, just, just come. I'm in. a
1: little pressured now. <laughs> so I, better, I better give you a good
0: story. <laughs> we want First to get down. Like, oh no! We want yeah. to get down to business. We want to understand what makes you tick, Darren. So <laughs> what's going on in that that little? I myself, I don't really know. So, this will be news for me as well. I think it would be super cool if you had Terrence and Samuel Lim, Jeremy's oh, brother, on wow. at the same time. <laughs> Very interesting Because are both like kind of mad geniuses. In your okay. Own right. yeah, yeah. okay, mad,
1: yes, genius. I'm <laughs> uh, not so sure. We'll get into that. Lah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get it. Jeremy, anytime
0: you want to quip in, you just, you just yep. come in, right? Okay. Um. Okay. One thing I've realized as I've grown older is that as I've come to know myself a little bit better through my life experiences and I look back at my past, I realized, okay, now that makes sense. Now I get why I was the kid that was doing that, the kid that was doing this, the kid that was doing that. Why I was the, like Jeremy knew me when I was a teenager. Why (laughs) we were, I understand now why me and Jeremy are friends. (laughs) I understand why we were geeking out about Star Wars. I understand why we were nerding out about so many things. I understand a lot of things and now it makes sense and I realize now like, oh, okay, only now in my life, I realized why I was the way I was as a kid. Mm. Do you have a similar experience? Like looking back at your childhood, does it and all the things you've done now? Do you see that in your genesis and your beginnings? Is that th- does that make sense to you? Oh, so you're like asking my origin story. <laughs> yes. is Give it? me your your uh Peter Parker get got bitten by a
1: spider. Okay, yeah. Uh, I never got bitten la. by many. <laughs> a lot of mosquitoes, lah, <laughs> la, but other than nothing really interesting. I mean. You, you, know, you know, when I started, it's, it's been a very interesting process of growth for me, I think. I mean, uh, I, okay, the way I was as a kid is very different from how I am now. I mean, I think you can ask a lot of people who knew me back when I was younger and all that. I used to be this very shy and awkward, quiet kid. You know, it's like I would always have my nose in a book. I would rather like be by myself, uh, reading something, than talking to people and all that. I don't know. I was just very shy and uh, very awkward, la, when I was a kid. And then, uh but after a while, you know, slowly discovering myself and all that, and yeah, I guess it made me realize also that to to make me like. If I want something you, you know like the best way to find it mm. is to look into myself and find that all the qualities that I need are within me it just maybe buried really deeply mm. and I just need to find
0: that was your creativity uh, like an outlet for you to deal with the awkwardness and uh, you know the not being able to you know like make friends in a in a the conventional I guess because you are uh, interesting person. You view the world, I guess, in a different way. So, uh, I don't think you would be able to make friends
2: uh, the same way everybody same else, way does. else
0: does. That make yeah. sense? Like, for example, I kind of shredded, I, I was very... I, we went to SMK Bandha Sridhar Mansaradua. Shout out, SMK BS. <laughs> Alright? We are your proud alumni. To like the five people who are listening. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, it's a very interesting school because it's a school where it's kind of intersects uh, middle income to above in middle income families. And low-cost flats. Mm. So you have a very kind of diverse group of people. Mostly Malay, Chinese, very few Indians. But we were very lucky because... In the sense, we were mixing with a lot of these rompates. Our school, uh, the <laughs> list just came out We are, via... Inter- you know, they had a bad list school. Okay. And <laughs> ours was 104 on the list. Hey, that's, like yeah, hey. We were quite proud of that. Oh. So, so well we, we were mixing with all these rompates and everything. But then at the same time, we met people like us. Mm. You know, like who had very... Uh, N- not the general kind of interest. La. Weird ah, interest. Yeah. Really, really weird, weird interest. And we had a few friends who were like that. Mm. So we were very fortunate to have that friends. But I wonder if I was in a different school without these people, I think I would have been maybe a bit of an outcast. <laughs> you know, I have a feeling I would have been a bit of an outcast. And I wonder how that 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 would have affected me uh, growing up. So mm. like for you, do you think that because now you're, you, you view this world in a very creative manner. Do you think your, your awkwardness and shyness and all that kind of feeds into that? Yeah, in a
1: sense, I think it's true. Okay, when, as I mentioned, I like reading a lot as a kid because I think it was easier to, you know, engross myself in a book than meet people and like, you know, oh, I don't know, you know, how they will react and all that. And I think that made me realise the value of telling stories. You know, you know, like maybe I think that's why I became a writer. It's like, yeah, so, sometimes there were these stories that express exactly how I felt or how I thought. And I would read them and, and, like, oh, you know, I don't feel so alone. There's someone else out there who, you know, feels this way. So I think maybe that inspired me to also like, write stories like that in the hope of connecting to other people and get them to see the world in a different way. So I think, yeah, maybe it was lucky I liked reading all that, although I was shy and awkward yeah. because I wouldn't be the person I am today without
0: all that. Were you always writing from a young age or was it something that came later?
1: I think, okay, serious writing, probably it was around like when I was early teens, like 13, 14, that sort of thing. Before that, I just liked to read. I mm. didn't so much like to write. One day I don't know I just decided to try it out and all that. Oh my God, my early attempts are all terrible. <laughs> I ripped off like Power Rangers and Goosebumps <laughs> and Star Wars and Power all that. Power Ranger but Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, think about huh? That, that's like yeah. I'm There's something cool.
2: there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's
1: like I read back all my old stuff, and, oh my God, burn, burn all these. No one can see them, but. You gotta start
0: somewhere what what kind of uh, material were you consuming were you like a geek kid
2: were you a fantasy dude were you init uh, Enid Blyton? Uh, you know I mean more importantly like how much of that synced up with a lot of what we were reading like I don't know Harry Potter did you get into that oh like, yes I'm yeah. one of the
1: biggest Harry Potter fans okay that that came in like when I was in my early I mean like early secondary la. I think from three like that. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But before that, I, I think anyone in Malaysia who speaks English reads AD Blyton. Uh, <laughs> so that's probably one one of them. But I think at the time, you know, I was watching shows like what was wow what was I watching? Uh, like, like, you know, all the, like like uh, Batman yeah. and all that. So yeah, I was a big fantasy geek. But yeah. at the time the Lord of the Rings movies yeah. hadn't come out. There was only the book. Yeah. Mm. So it was like mostly, you know, th- at that time I I I didn't have the patience to read the Lord of the Rings I, at that time. I still don't have
3: the patience.
1: <laughs> yeah. I
0: have yeah. it upstairs. I just <laughs> bought literally. I just yeah. bought a new set, yeah. Um, just for display, <sighs> Because I want to know. I want to read it. <laughs> yeah, I no want to consume. Being. But because Tolkien is such a descriptive writer. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. There, there are pages of like his songs. languages. It's like
2: uh, s- some pages are just you know you just, description all the way, la. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know in
0: the the Bible they joke you know you start off at Genesis once you get to Deuteronomy, you just skip all... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, exactly. you, you start yeah, the story, yeah, yeah. once it comes to all the rules and laws and whatever, Psalms
1: about and so, just skip yeah. that part. Because <laughs> that was what Tolkien loved. He yeah. loved all that. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I later read The Law of the Rings. Yeah. Mm. It's really slow in the beginning, mm. but once you get to the fellowship of the ring, I mean the council, yeah. then it picks up. Yeah,
0: Like there's some parts in the book uh, that you don't have in the movie. That's pretty cool. Like yeah, I did read yeah. a bit. So there's that one character. What's his name? Uh, the crazy. The you, do you know that the,
1: uh, the
0: Tom guy Bombadil. The, Tom Bombadil. No one knows about Tom yes, Bombadil. Yes, yes, yes. But Tom Bombadil is cool. So in Lord of the Rings, uh, what happens is um, I'm not sure which part of it. it is. I think he has the ring and he's go. He's just gotten the ring and they're mm. traveling. So he goes to this area. that's far, this guy called Tom Bombadil. He's a random dude. Mm. Yeah, he's super OP. Like, he's extremely powerful. Like, okay. you know, no one can touch the ring, right?
2: Mm-hmm. These dudes yeah. will touch the
0: ring, jump throw it up in the air and, you know, like twist it and whatever.
2: Was he the guy who lost the ring to Gollum? No, no. No, he no, wasn't. No, no, no. No, no. no. That Is- was a… Uh, that was somebody else. That uh, was
1: what? Isildo? Oh, are we talking mm, about him? No, no there no, was a
2: there was like a... Oh, no, no, sorry. I'm confusing that with the story of Gollum himself who was yeah. like a halfling who got... Beagle and Deagle
1: yeah. and all that ah, sort of So, thing. Tom yeah.
2: Bombadil is like an ancient kind of... Yeah,
1: yeah. He's like this powerful nature spirit. Creature, and, yeah. yeah.
0: And he has a wife. A yeah, kind Goldberry. Goldberry. Say, yeah. Wow, okay. So, there's just yeah. this part where these two people are here, and they're extremely powerful. They could destroy... Mm.
1: Yeah, Sauron, all of them. <laughs> yeah. So what is he doing? Why is he just <laughs> chilling around? <and> <laughs> yeah. If he got involved, the Lord of the Rings would probably just be like one chapter. So yeah,
0: this yeah, guy yeah. is super powerful. Yeah. But in, so that's yeah. interesting parts yeah. that Tolkien yeah. has yes, in the book yeah. that you miss
1: out in the movie. He sings, <laughs> he sings a lot. he sings a lot. Actually, all the characters sing a lot. So. <laughs> that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you were reading. Uh, okay, you later read Lord of the Rings. So your teens, you were reading Harry Potter. What other fantasy stuff was? I'm a bit of a, a fantasy. Geek. Ah, um, yes, yes. You read Aragon, right, back in high school. Ah, yeah, yes, I Aragon. Aragon. I liked. Yeah. The, I did a lot of uh, Ursula Le Guin. Oh, I love Ursula Le Guin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, sta- I read as much. I yeah. got started on Earthsea. Ah, yes, I, I liked. Uh, did a lot of Ursula Le Guin. I, I, I got a few. What, what, what's your?
1: I'm curious to know okay, what your. Okay, let's see. What was it? Um. Terry Pratchett, oh, he's Terry one Pratchett. of my biggest influences. I love the This World, yeah, and, yeah, and a uh, Philip Pullman. Oh, His Philip materials, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. those books as well. Yeah, great stuff. You Terrible movie, but great <laughs> stuff. <Yeah. laughs> they have a. It's coming out on Netflix. I think they're doing <laughs> the a TV series. Yeah, mm. I yeah, yeah. It's Netflix. a. I saw the first season, a few episodes. But that not materials bad. is not Netflix. I think. Oh, it's, it's it's not yeah, it's Netflix. another one of it's those. Amazon
2: or Hulu or one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you have you do you have any exposure to to it? Not really. Like, I think... Yeah. I read only Star Wars back in high school. Yeah, and uh, that, that was the only thing that really helped my attention. I think you would like it though. Because uh, Philip Pullman is basically an atheist thinker. Right. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And he talks uh, a lot about... Uh, Free yeah.
1: will. Yeah. And, you know, faith. And mm. obedience. And,
0: and uh, a, a battle with God. And yeah. I, don't, I don't give too much <laughs> it's away. It's
1: intense, but yeah. it's great.
0: And it's a beautiful love story. also. That's oh, the yes. most surprising, surprising yeah, part.
1: Yeah, yeah. Some parts are just wow, the feels, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. I kind of, I think as because I was already as a teenager, so mm. I kind of, uh, I don't know, it was kind of my gateway of, like, understanding romantic love. Okay, mm. be- wow. This, be- between these two, Lyra and that guy, Will. Uh, Will. Yeah, they yeah. have a beautiful, very beautiful, uh, painful. Uh, yeah, they go through a lot, and yeah. it, you know what it is. It it really captures the the movement from childhood innocence. Yeah, to, to experience. Yeah. yeah, unlike Harry
2: Potter. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a different topic altogether. Because <laughs> it is different. Because uh, I only watched the movies, and it felt like well, I don't know how good the arc was for those of those of you guys mm-hmm. who read the books. So for me,
0: and Terrence, I I don't know whether you agree with me. Uh, yeah. you might disagree, but I think Harry Potter as a character is a bit weak because Harry Potter doesn't have much character development. Mm, yes, yes, Things you, happen to him. Yeah, like. I think the yeah. supporting characters have better character developments uh uh arcs than harry potter I example snape mm, snape has yes, a wonderful yes. arc i Na- love snape yeah never longbottom has a wonderful arc oh yes arc. yeah even yeah. ron weasley has a, mm, a wonderful arc yeah so in that way I, I don't really see that it's not an archetypal story of boy becoming
1: man mm. in harry potter no mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he's still a
2: teenager by the end yeah he's yeah.
1: same well thing, he grows a lot lah, like how i mean like in the later books, like when, when he, becomes tea, he becomes a lot more angsty. angsty. And I was like, okay, in a way that's realistic. <laughs> I was a very angsty teenager. <laughs> so, okay, true, true, true. But yeah, I actually agree with you. The, the supporting characters are like amazing.
0: Yeah, although or, of Phoenix was a lot of uh, Harry Potter talking in caps lock. Ah, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why? Oh, okay <laughs> I
3: was
0: like, calm yeah. down, JK Rowling. <laughs> Relax, Okay. <laughs> The, it's a bit too much, too shouty for my my taste. But yeah, yeah. But it was good books. Uh, any other any other thing you were reading? Uh, hmm.
1: Let's see. As a teenager, there was this thing called the Dead Gate Cycle okay. by Margaret Ways and Tracy Hickman. Uh, I'm not sure if you read that, no, but no. that's great.
0: Um, if you read Terry Pratchett, I assume you would be reading some Neil Gaiman as well.
1: Oh, I love Neil yeah, Gaiman. Neil Gaiman He's is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Although as a teen, I discovered him more in my late. Mm -hmm. slightly after that through the Sandman and all which I think is the best one of my influences until today is the Sandman I have
0: a a few volumes of Sandman nice.
1: I literally just bought the other day there was like a
0: collector's edition of uh, one of my one I really enjoy uh, I don't know if you read Ocean at the end of the oh game. yes so yeah, they yes. had a, released a collector's um, kind of like edition an illustrated edition nice so when I bought that it was a waste of money but, <laughs> but <laughs> I really like I just look at it Gaiman is like, never a waste of time <laughs> yeah all <laughs> <So laughs> money like, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna spend spend on that um okay. yeah Neil, Neil Gaiman is, is yeah
1: his mind is just wow you know I don't know how it works I, I would love to get in there and see how it works it's amazing <laughs> Yeah, but I mean for us,
0: we would like to get into your own mind and <laughs> <laughs> it's like a chain of words yeah. minds. Everybody yeah. just wants to go into each other's minds. Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool, very cool. So you 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 were exposed to all this reading, you started doing a little bit of writing. And ironically, and this is the turn where I think a lot of people they're not gonna expect this. Chang Chang. You didn't go, you didn't study writing, you didn't become a professional writer, no. you studied law. Dun dung dun <laughs> yeah. and I'm curious to ask you I'm yeah. going to ask you why you did that and I just want you to put this at the back of your mind I really think and I might be wrong mm-hmm. that your working date yes. team has something to do with your legal background okay uh, <laughs> guilty as charged
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay okay yeah.
0: so like why law what happened there what, what's going on yes
1: I don't know what happened there so what okay <laughs> well okay to be very honest uh, how do you say well actually since I was a kid I love to write and all that sort of thing but uh I got to be in uh, honest it was uh, a bit of parental influence came into the picture la, sure sure yeah. sure I mean part of me didn't want to be a journalist you know take up mass comm and all that but my parents were like I don't know you know son you know how do they say um being a reporter you probably won't earn that much will it be enough da, 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 da. why don't you go into something which is maybe a bit more you know you make a bit more money like being yeah mm. He said a lawyer you know it's like since you like words so you know you can be <laughs> like a lo- well, you then, like to
0: read. Yeah, you see. you read a lot at, when you do law. Let me tell you guys. Okay, <laughs> that is one of the big fallacies that people <laughs> say, alright? Yes. It's really different. Actually, you need a bit of an analytical mind to do you law. You need a lot of analytic. And you mind. have to be very conscientious. You have to be very particular. And you mm-hmm. need to be able to uh, pick out a lot of small things. And if you are actually a creative mind, you're going to struggle with that. Yes, yeah, so exactly. Like because a- you see the world in
1: very... Um, black and white
0: like not structured like yeah, maybe yeah, the yeah. way your mind moves is you move randomly mm, you're yes, going yes. all you see big picture you see big yeah, stories you're yeah. going everywhere whereas with law you need to be
1: able to read a document letter to letter yes exactly yeah and they have this thing you know precedent where you usually if it's a fact you just follow the previous thing what happens yeah. even though you might say hey no you know this is something no they did this this way last yeah. time yeah, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. got to do it this way so yeah. So I guess I don't know. I'd be like good guy. I said, okay, fine, mom and dad. So I went into I did go into law and mm. to be honest, I actually enjoyed studying law. Sure. It was pretty cool and all that So, I thought, okay, not so bad, you know. I had watched legal dramas. And <laughs> spoil and spoiler, you know, legal dramas are absolutely nothing like how oh, Boston
2: Legal, right? Uh, that no,
1: yes, yes, yes. Big shock.
0: <laughs> yeah. Big shock, guys. Yeah. Whoever is gonna ask me again, uh, is the legal world like suits? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. Yeah. When I started out... Uh, when I was studying, I was a paralegal. Oh. And so when people t- ask me about suits, I would tell them like, look, the, one of the beautiful... Ma- Meghan Markle, right? Ah, yes. Uh, she's an extremely attractive lady, uh, mm-hmm. actress. Uh, brilliant actress. She's the paralegal in uh, suits. Mm. That is my position. <laughs> so uh, to, to give you reality... Meghan Markle is like uh, you know, TV. Reality <laughs> yeah. is Roshan Gomez. <laughs> That's what you can expect. Don't expect Megan Markle. Expect Ro- Roshan Gomez to be People <laughs> yeah. are disappointed, I, <laughs> I know, I'd rather have Roshan ah, Gomez. thank you. She thank sucks. you. <laughs> <laughs> That's really nice of you. Uh, okay, yeah. So you 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 enjoyed law school. Uh, and you, you did you do a UL program or a transfer?
1: Uh Yeah, it was a training program. So, it was two years here uh-huh. and one year in the University of Reading in the UK. So, okay. I went to the UK and all that. Okay, yeah. so you did Reading. You came back
0: and decided to do your CRP. Yep. Okay, so CRP is Certificate Legal Practice. It's mm-hmm. a professional qualification. Uh, You can study law, but it doesn't mean you can uh practice. Get, uh, practice to basically, for you to appear before a judge, mm. you need something like a, a a driving license, you could say. Lah. And so, you, would, you need to sit for this exam then you go through your uh, chambering where you get like a P, uh, mm. your P license. And then after you finish your 9 months chambering, you get your full license. You can appear before the courts. And so CLP is notoriously difficult. <laughs> oh boy, yes. It is notoriously difficult. The passing rate is about 20%. Sometimes yeah, some,
1: some some, quite some, low.
0: Yeah, sometimes less than that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you mentioned that they're making it even harder now.
2: Why? Why would you do that?
0: <laughs> so I don't know whether you know, but now what has happened is they've actually kept it at four attempts. So, once you're done with four... That's all. (coughs) That's all. No Mm -hmm. more.
1: Why would they do something (laughs) like that? As if the pressure isn't enough, now you have... Oh Uh, my
0: goodness. So, poor Lakshmini... And and Uh, it's one
2: year after another, right? Yes. Even Mm -hmm.
0: if you take a break, Mm -hmm. your time runs.
2: Seriously. Yeah, yeah.
0: They've tightened up. So, poor Lakshmini, poor Joe, poor Jacob, (laughs) poor... (laughs) I I don't don't know everybody. everybody. But you're my (laughs) (laughs) sympathy. Whoever you are who have studied three years degree uh you know and uh, you know you might have failed your degree and you kept persevering <laughs> you went through it because yeah. you want to become a lawyer you do your clp four times bam you get close it's you dying. can go work in a bank or something like that's that it's
1: harsh actually mm. i don't know i feel that's like kind of harsh yeah
0: yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but you know um so yeah it's a, it's also very difficult as an exam because even if you as long as you fail more than one subject yeah you fail everything you have to and take everything all over again right the next year Basically. Mm, yes. You only can... If you fail one, you get a conditional pass. You have to re for that in like a month or two. If you fail that again, you everything. <laughs> so, there are some tragic... The most tragic stories are people who got a conditional pass. And they fail after that. They fail that. Yeah. They re everything. Get a conditional pass again. Do the conditional pass and then they fail that. And that's four attempts, by the Ooh, way. Yikes. Even your conditional pass that re-sit is at one attempt.
1: Yes. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness.
0: So, yeah. it's pretty crazy. So, but the cool thing about Terrence is he sat for CLP. There is you don't get your if I'm not mistaken you don't get your percentages or whatever mm. for and even your appeal or so uh you don't get um, you don't know how much you failed by it? Yeah, yeah yeah they don't exactly. give exactly you yeah, know yeah. if it's a UK not, like breakdown or yeah anything. UK uni they'll tell you okay this is why you failed this is where you you messed up whatever appeal no <laughs> I have heard rumors allegedly I don't know whether this is true there are people who have challenged uh this some have even sued uh LPQB allegedly yeah. Uh, mm. I'm not sure. And apparently, the suit failed because no locus or whatever. <laughs> and then a EPICB uh, bars them from doing their exams after that. That's what I heard. I'm not sure if it's true. Oh. But I've heard stories like that. Um, so, but one thing with CLP is they have uh, uh, five awards. And um, basically, for every subject, uh, the top student gets an award. Mm. So, the papers are criminal, civil, general paper, which consists of contract and thought professional practice which consists of land law, probate, <laughs> bankruptcy. This bring
1: back all memories. Oh, cold sweat. Oh. Oh, I haven't heard these terms in so long and I won't be asleep tonight. Oh, no. <laughs> Why do you bring this back
0: up? We, uh, last, last one is evidence but just to say yeah. there's a funny story one of our CRP lecturers Mr Tan used to say he came in not a story like he came to class and he was like oh you guys I'm very sorry uh, today's class is going to be a bit weird. I really don't know why yesterday, and this is the old chap, right? <laughs> yesterday I was sleeping and I had a dream I was resitting SPM, <laughs> and I was so stressed out. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm like, who are you at your fifties dreaming about resitting your SPM? <laughs> okay, must be that traumatic. Yeah, right? like decades later. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so you have so you can be the top student for each subject. Terence won an award. You won for general paper, right? Yes, general paper. This guy <laughs> was the top student for uh, general paper. The one of the toughest exams in Malaysia, if not the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you want to uh, contend I, that? Okay. Yeah. You you get like a, a what five hundred ringgit? Uh, yeah, such like cash prize. You, you meet the Sultan that. or something? I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, one <laughs> of the royalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. So, Terrence, how can you say you're not a genius? I don't
1: know how that happened. Honestly, guys, to this day,
2: (laughs) I don't know how that happened. (laughs) So, if they put you on a stage, please explain your success.
0: I'm like, hi, guys,
2: I don't know. This This
0: is going to be a little clip. Um, um, Hi, CRP students, welcome. uh, Tips by Terence (laughs) Stone. And they yeah. Push him onto the stage. It How to become like, a book prize winner?
1: Yeah, uh, eat your vegetables. know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because also, to be very honest, like uh, general paper is one of my least favorite subjects. <laughs> wow. I hated general okay. paper. I actually like criminal and evidence because yeah. that at least is more interesting. You know, contract is all the what offer acceptance, all yeah, that yeah, something. Yeah. So I just uh you know, just get through it. Yeah. So when they announced it, I thought it was a joke at first. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, that's a good one. You know, oh, wait. You're, it's for real. So, but I don't know. It's like, okay, well, you want to give me the priority thank you. Yeah, so. General paper, and I don't mean this
0: in, uh, in any disrespectful way to tell but general paper is usually considered one of the uh, more easier of all five, mm-hmm. it's one of the more easier papers because it's not like with, with uh, professional practice, there's like five subjects in one. Yeah. General paper has two, but they do it in a way that you have to do, uh, like you draft your statement of claim, which is more mm. practical, so it's mm. a little bit more easier. Whereas the rest is a lot of memory work. General paper is the most like analysis-based yeah, I know paper. A way. Yeah, um, Because, and I mean this, you know, it's disrespectful to tenants because when I finally got through my CRP, I failed my GP. I oh, failed general paper. Okay. So, but I was so confident in my general paper. Hmm. I failed it. So when I went for my conditional uh, I mean so I got a conditional offer uh, conditional pass when I reset it there's only like 10 of us wow, so the okay. rest was like 500 600 people so your general people just one line one <laughs> one column of people students yeah huh. so I was like how did I feel but I was happy because like I felt confident about the paper when I sat for it so I was not too stressed about the reset because mm. I knew I knew the stuff anyway uh, yeah, you know yeah, I was more
1: true. worried about uh, like uh, professional practice yeah. or, that was the I think the one with uh, land that was the yeah. PP, right yeah yeah pp you have yeah. it's crazy you have ethics which is a
0: list of rules you have to memorize yeah. you don't take any book in with you it's, mm. it's
1: you, closed there no open book
0: the only thing you can take in is your your national land code yeah okay yeah. Uh, but you can't even highlight that and your probate and bankruptcy you can't take a book in with you no <laughs> statute wow, <laughs> so you, yeah. ethics probate bankruptcy land Dude, that's a mental exercise. Yeah, it's intense. It's crazy. Those are different areas of law, but yeah. anyway, back to this. People that are gonna have to do a lot of googling after this. A- to understand. A- if you guys what do don't, don't believe me, a- let me tell law people you this are gonna is, get it. It's all true, <laughs> and um, law students. I mean, this is what you have to look forward to. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> much excitement. <laughs> so 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 you get the book prize, and what happens is you masuk immediately into uh, AG's chambers, Attorney General's chambers. Well, not immediately.
1: La. I didn't get the prize. Like, Welcome, congratulations. <laughs> here and here you the go. Office. There you now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I went back. And then like, they, they called me actually. yeah, they, And they said, hey, we are interested. Would you like to come for an interview? Da, 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 da. So I went for the interview and apparently I got in. So I, <laughs> yeah, I, w- I worked there for about years in the AG chamber. Which which department were you Well, in? for the first eight months, I was a deputy public prosecutor. Oh, man. That sounds really insane. Who, oh, yeah. 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 Wow, who were
0: you taking down? What what
1: <laughs> were you like? Well, uh, I was in the your, magistrates. You, you were putting yeah. rapists in prison? Oh, you know? please. <laughs> yeah, no, man. Seriously. Yeah, not so intense. Or
2: oh, was it what tra- traffic fines? <laughs> 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 yeah, the extreme. It was all like,
1: like, you know, like drug users, snatch thieves. Oh, yeah, okay. low, low, low stuff. You basically Basically, a superhero, dude. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm the guy. Like, if you watch the court shows, yeah. I'm always the villain. It's <laughs> <laughs> always the otherwise. like, oh, this guy is innocent, and the DBB's is like, I know he's terrible. <laughs> Lock him up. Full and, uh, full brand of the law. Yeah, full brand of law. <laughs> he must be punished. <laughs> Made an example. Set po- penalty. He's poor. Screw that. Yeah. <laughs> Justice. Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So like, oh, Not exactly no, the man. daredevil you think of <laughs> yeah, He has no. to
0: support <laughs> six siblings And two of his parents Screw that <laughs> Ten years in prison <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly Okay okay so uh, So that is your first Then after that yeah. you changed too Then uh, Well I didn't change They transferred me To the uh, research department Okay Yeah so I was there for a year Yeah it was just a lot of research For okay. like uh, Acts And um, you know that sort of thing
2: Did of you course. enjoy it? It was
1: okay, I guess. I mean, I I, I guess I enjoyed the study of the law more than practice. So actually, that that was a good job for me. But as I mentioned, you know, law was never my first choice. It was writing. Even when I was with the AG Chambers, I was freelancing for newspapers Mm. and all that. So I was like, you know, you know, why don't I try doing this full time, you know? I mean, law was good. I mean, it was all right. But I didn't get the satisfaction from it that… I mean, I had like colleagues and all. They're like, yeah, you know? It was mm. like… Were, justice. Every time, I got justice. Every time they did something, they would celebrate. And for me, it was just like, okay, that's done. Move on to the next thing. Was it
2: because you didn't get to see your actions really have material… Make any kind of material difference? You weren't there? Was mm. it that? Was that it? No, not really. It's just... I think it, it was just not the
1: thing that I wanted to do. Okay.
0: Yeah. Simply, it just wasn't your
1: passion? No? Yeah, exactly. It was never really my passion. But were you
0: ever worried when transitioning about... You know, the... I mean, for all of us... Mm. I mean, speaking for myself, I guess... I consider myself... I The way I describe myself is... I think I'm a creative person, but I'm a... a a bad creative... I'm a, a not a good <laughs> creative person. Like, uh. I think I'm creative but I'm not super talented. <laughs> like, uh. You know, in that way. Like, I like to write but I don't think my writing is that great. <laughs> not We're always good. critical of ourselves. Yeah, it's like very I common, know. yeah. But I think... Objective.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you don't... Yeah. You never have objective critics of yourself, right? That's yeah, true. you can't. And uh. you shouldn't. Yeah. This is why Jeremy is my friend. He's so supportive. Ah. <laughs> great fun. Yeah.
0: So, but like, for me... um. I think I've always taken... And and this is why I'm always so impressed with you. I've always taken the safe path. Mm. And I'm always so concerned about stability and future. And you know, having a family one day and providing for them Mm. and things like that. Because I think um, however much I want to do things that make me happy, I fear that there's not much happiness when you can't even provide for yourself and for your family. Mm -hmm. That was always a big concern for me. Mm -hmm. So, did you ever face any of those concerns or you were like, you were
1: just like, Just jump! Let's go! (laughs) Let's go, man! We can do this! (laughs) On (laughs) the boats, let's go! Was that that really your approach? No. Honestly, when I first changed also, I was terrified actually. Mm. I was quite nervous. You know, like like, like you. I was like, yeah, it's something I like to do but will it be enough? Mm. And all that sort of thing. But I think it just got to a point where I, I was just really unhappy in the law, you know, in the research place. I mean, it was, the the people were okay. The job was okay. It just It was not what I wanted to do. Mm. So I knew this is really not what I want to do. So mm. it's an option to just change to something else. Mm. So the question is, what is it? Mm. So, I mean, I figured that since I was already doing this on a freelance, part-time thing, why not try that out for a while? and if that doesn't work, look for something else. Mm. And I was quite lucky that, uh, how do you say, I, I had already experienced in that. I had gone through a lot of it. Yeah, because the thing is so since I studied law, I didn't study journalism. So, I had mm. to, to learn a lot on the go. Mm. So, in the beginning, my goodness, I think I made like every possible mistake <laughs> like that is possible to do. Yeah, I did it. Mm. So, it was tough. But I realized that this is something more suited that I want to do. So, I said, okay, let's just structure it all. Go through it. And I've been there since. So, that, that's basically you going and you got a job with The Star,
0: right? Yes, I did. So, yeah. initially, you were doing a lot of uh, um, law reporting, right? Was that? Yeah, because I, I remember of, you going. I yeah. remember you. Go, I remember seeing you at Putrajaya a lot.
1: Ah, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. What What happened was I was freelancing for them to do features mm. like arts, stories, and all that. Mm. But when you join the star, a lot of you, mm. no matter what your background, you go to news first. Okay. Because what news is the, I, I would say the the most like comprehensive kind of a reporting. If you can do news. Mm. everything else is okay. Yeah. So, when they put in news, they were like, oh, you know, former law to the court reporter. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Which actually is a clever thing to do, yeah. actually. Because since that's your back- background. Your yeah. background. So, I knew people there mm. and all mm. the sort of mm. things. So, so, yeah, I spent the year as a court reporter. Mm. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but then, of
0: course, I mean, right now, up to now, you've been mm-hmm. doing a lot of uh, reporting more on the art scene. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you interview a lot of people in the art scene. Ah, yes. Um, what What's your as a person, I guess, at the uh, grassroots level? Uh, what do you think about? Because I'm not plugged in. Uh, Jeremy, you're a little bit more. I, I mean, I go
2: and watch plays. Yes, about
0: Malaysian theatre.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really think they should be paid more. But yes, you know, it's, <laughs> I agree with. But it's, dif- it's difficult because otherwise, Somebody don't get
1: paid at all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> really? Yeah. My wow. brother was an extra. I paid like couple hundred bucks, and you know mm. had to go for rehearsals like over and over again. Oh, the yes, most you get is like intense. free tickets for your family. Yeah. So, so I think volume is why the price needs to be low because they're trying to break into that. Mm. Yeah, and it's tough, la, I can imagine. Yeah. What
0: well, What's your feel uh, talking to all the artists and you mm-hmm. know uh,
2: are they having a tough go of it?
0: Uh, is there? Is it? growing, booming? What, what's happening? Or oh, the trajectory of it. Like. Yeah, what's the trajectory? Ah, since, since
2: you've joined the scene.
0: Okay. Are you optimistic about the art scene in Malaysia? Like, a lot of people say that Malaysia is, has no culture. <laughs> you know,
1: a lot of people okay. say that, actually. Like, it's a strong statement. Actually, I yeah, yeah. feel we do have culture. Yeah, it's just... A, okay, in my opinion, uh, we haven't reached the stage of like Broadway or the West End, but mm. there is a booming art scene here. But... Of course, now with COVID and all that, it's temporarily stopped. But before that, there were some very talented, very passionate people. Yeah, they, you know, they put on their own plays, their own stuff. And some of it, of of course, with everything, some it won't be very good, Mm. some will be okay. But there's also some very good stuff. And the thing is, a lot of people have this perception that arts is very niche. Atas you thing, but no. There's always there's something for anyone to
0: enjoy. It kind of feels like Malaysian art scene, uh, and I don't. I hope people don't misunderstand me. It feels like you can only do it as a part time uh, thing, where mm. you need to have a full time job, and it's more like a side job. Whereas in maybe more mature kind of uh, societies, uh, it's more robust, and mm. you could have people doing being in the arts. For example, you could have a painter, and mm. that's the full time career. Whereas with Malaysians. You have that it seems like. I mean, I'm just looking as an outsider that you have very few people who have the resources to do uh, art projects at a full time basis, lah. Yeah. Even for yourself. Yes, yes. Um, you. I mean, okay. So like, yeah. Basically, you don't. You're not only a journalist, but you've also dabbled in, um, uh, a uh, playwriting, mm-hmm. uh, right? So you've <coughs> you've written. Okay, no, actually, even before that, you were publishing, uh, short stories with Fixie. Mm. Yes. And this, is, you've been doing it quite consistently. You have quite a few. You've done Kelno.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, uh, you did. Uh, Lost in Putrajaya. Lost in Putrajaya. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Malaysia. Yes, yes. <laughs> Hungary in Ipo. Oh, okay. There's this thing. Uh, let's see what else. There's this thing called Flash. Mm-hmm. There's this thing. What about PJ Confidential? Oh, yeah. I was the editor
0: for. You are editor for PJ B- Yeah, yeah. PJ yeah. Confidential was also Fixie, right? Yes, also Fixie. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So, you've, you've worked a lot with Fixie. You've been yeah. releasing the stories. Me, uh, I have read uh, Mad About Mary.
1: In KL Noah, White.
0: Yeah, yes, so that's your, one of your Oh, Thanks. One <laughs> of your first ones, right?
1: The very first one. So, it all started from there. Okay, so this
0: is… And this is something, as I read it, I was thinking about… And I wanted to talk to you about it. Because I find you, again, quite interesting. Because you seem to have… uh. I don't want to say uh, schizophrenia, <laughs> but that's a Thanks, strong. All my personalities, thank you. <laughs> but the thing is, you anybody can who's listening to this conversation can tell that you're a really cheerful, bubbly, positive sort of you. That's your you have that, or you emit uh, that persona. And um, even like if you follow Terence on social media, it's a lot of puns. Your, your, I'm
1: sorry about those. <laughs> your posts
0: are genuinely really funny. Uh, I really like the things that you write on Facebook. Uh, I'm quite a snob, you know. So, like, oh. if I like oh my. Your, your stuff, it means that uh, I really think, well, I really think it's really funny. Lah. <laughs> so, um, but then you have, you when it comes to your writings, there's this whole dark, darker <laughs> element to it. I, do you think it's okay if I tell the story of Mad About Me? Yeah, go go okay, okay. go. Can I yeah, give yeah. that spoiler? No, 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 Don't worry. Man. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but basically, it's the story of um, uh, uh, the pro- protagonist is a Indian beggar. Yeah, he's like a beggar. Um, and basically, he's shown kindness by uh, a girl, mm-hmm. Alright. And I think she, what she, she says Merry Christmas, right? Yeah. And th- so he calls her Mary. Yeah. Right. Yes. And so what happens is he he kind of falls in love with her he, and. To, to put it in context, he struggles with mental health mm-hmm. stuff. And he eventually sees her with a, her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, she starts dating. He's like heartbroken. And so I was like, mm, okay, I, I I see this going as this girl is going to find out that this, this guy who's a beggar always loved her and probably will, you know, kind of oh. like realize it go to him and no. realize you know it's a beautiful love story kind of thing <laughs> some happy ending <laughs> some happy ending <laughs> I was like mm, okay okay interesting son but a bit you know like okay you know mm. and then it goes to suddenly he's at, at night he sees her walking with the boyfriend they get into a fight and he kills uh, Mary ah, yeah. and he the the beggar is struggling to process this uh, he has a friend that he talks to the friend about uh, he talks to his friend who's also a beggar, right? Yes, uh, yes. About the, the incident and mm. she tells him, shows a newspaper article that Mary had died, you know? And then he's the only one that knows that this guy killed her. So, he waits at the train station where he knows this dude always uh, passes by. He comes, he follows the guy to his um, house. Yeah. Or, yeah. He breaks the window, goes in, murders the dude <laughs> and then he's kind of reunited in a way with the ghost of Mary. Cheerful, happy, a story. nice happy ending. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you're I'm, forgetting about the body on the ground. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm like this like really stands in contradiction to the personality uh, of a that. contrast. There's <laughs> la. a, a stark contrast, yeah. right? Well. And I'm like, again, where does this come from?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, see there's this like dark, tortured guy inside me struggling to be hurt. Is, All the pants like crying for help. Is yeah. this like
0: uh, Terrence is at the front, a happy go lucky so <laughs> but in the you don't want to see the clown when he starts <laughs> crying. The tears of a clown is the most tragic tears. <laughs> goes <laughs> around killing people. <laughs> oh, at night. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm well, I'm just so like uh, captivated. Like, mm-hmm. how do you like? Where does that come from? Is is it? Have you always been interested in uh, dark humor, in um,
1: gritty things? Um, what what is the pull there? Yeah. To be honest, yes. I love dark humor, greedy <laughs> stuff. And it's true. I do come across as a very cheerful person, but deep down, I love dark stuff. <laughs> I love horror movies. <laughs> I like the darker, the better. You know, You know, it's like, yeah, I, I like all this crazy stuff. I mean, I, okay, as to why the story turned out that way, I mean, because I was writing for Fixie. Yeah. Fixie is a pulp, pulp fiction. Yes. So they want action. They don't want love story. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if I was writing for another publisher, maybe it would have been a nice love story. No, but, but, if but, I, but, yeah. but
0: even with like Working Dead, for example, yeah, the yeah. premise is dark. Mm, so yes, I yes. do see, and I mean, I understand. Uh, I mean, of course, you write the things that you love, right? Yes, so if course. you love horror, if you love like that, those, that kind of like Edgar Allan Poe kind oh, of oh I like, love him yeah, yeah if you like that kind of dark stuff mm-hmm. I, I would understand why you would write things like that mm. Jeremy loves reading about the re- Russian revolution oh wow guess what that's what he writes about <laughs> yeah <laughs> you need to
2: stop advertising this <laughs> <laughs> all the
0: Stalinists, uh, Trotskyans out there oh, wow. Jeremy is waiting here with arms wide open oh, for boy. you <laughs> <laughs> he welcomes you with embrace <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so (laughs) diverting back (laughs) you always do a little segue to Jeremy we either talk about his interest in the Russian revolution uh, him being a secret dictator or or his uh, 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 workout regime (laughs) oh wow (laughs) that's a diverse
1: you know Good segue. Do do you do like a Russian Revolution team workout or something? Do the the Trotsky. Do the Trotsky. (laughs) The bourgeois uh, bourgeois lift or something. I have the starving pusher. Squat, squat like the
2: middle class is pushing you down. (laughs) Break the chains of capitalism. I think this is a very specific fetish that yeah. nobody has. Yeah. <laughs> nobody wow. has. Jeremy, I'm liking this idea more and more. Yeah. We, like- we might do a separate episode on this and we yeah. try and <laughs> meld it. That's a musical in this somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, no, you
0: know, uh, we... Uh, I, okay, Jeremy, not as much. But Jeremy also listens to Joe Rogan. Oh, some okay. episodes. Oh. And Joe Rogan is a podcaster. He does mm-hmm. long form three hours at the time kind of podcast. He's, ah. he's one of the biggest podcasters in the world. And Joe Rogan is um, MMA commentator... He did, you know who he is? He used to host the Fear Factor. Fear Factor, yes. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, uh, Dave, so he does all these podcasts and he's marketed, he's, you know, usually if you do something like this, you have merch to sell. <laughs> his merch is tailored so perfectly for him. He sells like workout, uh, he sells like uh, supplement, supplement pills for your, to make your brain sharper.
3: Uh,
0: but he also sells gym equipment. So, like mm-hmm. kettlebells. But the kettlebells, instead of weight, it's um it's a gorilla's face. Go- a gorilla's face or a, oh. a bear's face yeah. depending on the weight. So like I really think with Jeremy, you could have like a certain way being a picture of Stalin and then a certain way being Trotsky.
2: A certain way being Lenin. No. The, the way Mark can just burn. be Marx. Oh. It'll just be small oh. Marx pictures on the way. No. Remind you of the revolution. Oh. Push, do that bench press like you're pushing the capitalist structure. I don't know if it'll give you as much motivation. You might be more depressed no. after looking at that face.
0: Oh man. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> This is interesting. I think, yeah, you're right. There's a musical idea here yeah. somewhere. Even before this started, we were talking about how uh, our… Basically, in Roma Roy, the equipment… We think… Well, I think there's a ghost in living <laughs> the system. And then… <laughs> he we, keeps screwing up the equipment. <laughs> yeah. Our, our producer, Jin Ao, uh, has a bad… Uh, a tough time with sound. <laughs> yeah. Balancing our sound. So, yeah. then we were talking to Terence, and then we had this idea of… Uh, what if the ghost just wants to be heard? And he's, you know, possessing mics just to be heard. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Figuring out
0: its voice. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, the ghost in the machine. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, there we Go, are. Ghost in the mic. Yeah, Podcaster the the that mic. never could yeah. podcast. Yeah. He,
1: no one listened day. to him when he was alive. So, he's making his voice heard now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay. So, yeah. back to. Oh, my God.
1: You know, it's called Dead Air. <laughs> that's
2: the name of it. Dead yeah, yeah. Air. It might take a while for me to come (laughs) around (laughs) today.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good idea. Um, tenants, feel free to take oh, write ideas. that. <laughs> Maybe just put a little I'll put acknowledgements. Thanks just, to Yeah, yeah. rumor Roy. You know, don't even have to yeah. names. You put names. Oh, of I mean, course, Ruma of Roy. course. Big capital letters. Yeah, hopefully all the creative <laughs> persons out there will come to our show to get ideas. And, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so much inspiration. It's <laughs> flowing everywhere. It's like, wow. That's what we kind of like uh, label this podcast. We call it like a safe haven for dogs, dogs, nerds, geeks. Uh, that's our title description. I'm not oh. sure if we're
2: going to stick to that. <laughs> we're still figuring in Russian Revolution as well. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's not what I'm asking for. <laughs>
0: um, okay, so yeah. You, so you started writing all this stuff with Fixie. Mm-hmm. You're exploring these dark themes which you love, which is fantastic. Um Are you still
1: writing Writing for... Or do you plan to contribute further with Fixie? Well, is- what happens with Fixie is usually they will have a call for submissions. It's like, oh, we're publishing this. Yeah. Please submit. And you know, yeah. If, if you want, you should give it a try. So, you know, it's a good start. So if they have these calls then yeah I'll probably something. <laughs> um when do you ever think of doing a novel? Oh yes, that is the dream of every <laughs> writer I think yeah. yeah. But novels are tough. They take a long time to write. I actually am writing something. Oh great. Yeah yeah, I've been writing it for a while. So this year I hope to finish it <laughs> at last. Yeah. Or you could
2: you,
0: You could always do like a Neil Gaiman approach because Neil Gaiman started out with comics because he always felt intimidated by novels. Fun Uh, fact. Fun fact. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: But you have to learn to. He'd yeah, have to get someone to illustrate, is, uh, la, right? I can't draw it. to save my life. It'll so, be yeah. stick figures. Yeah, maybe a simple
1: thing. I just cut from the paper, and stick picture. It's a collage. <laughs> it <does>. Collage <laughs> comics. Yeah. The new medium. Yeah. new medium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, exclusive to Malaysia yeah. where you can oh. export to the world. Collage yeah. comics. Oh, boy. <laughs> I just take them and I just photograph everybody. everybody. <laughs> yeah, maybe, uh. maybe. Okay,
0: cool. So, and. and the crazy thing, Jeremy, about Terence is he's working as a journalist. He's doing his contributions to Fixie. Mm. He just mentioned he's doing, uh, um, writing a novel. At the same time, this dude, I don't know what, are you taking like steroids? <laughs> <or> testosterone? <laughs> are you, a coffee is the Holy Spirit?
1: What is it? Amen! Hallelujah! <laughs> <laughs> what is giving you this power? For <laughs> you and, He's
0: writing, um, uh,
1: place, Please. yeah.
0: Not one. He's written two. <laughs> where are you finding the time to do all to this? Be honest, <laughs> I'm
1: not sure myself. I'm <laughs> looking if you know where. Please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just, um, I guess for me, it's just there's this little desire inside me to create. I just love creating stuff. It's yeah. not a chore for you. like You genuinely enjoy oh, it. Actually, very- yeah. The difficulty for me is starting. Because yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, once I start, it's so much work. But once I start, it's very hard to stop. What's your stamina like? If you start writing, how long do you Oh, you're asking for? my stamina. Wow. Like- <laughs> Are we talking? Going no, no, this- no. We're not going to talk anything about your girlfriend. No, no, no. <laughs> keeping it clean, Tariq. Let's keep it wow, clean. I didn't know we people- going to this direction. <laughs> 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 no.
0: yeah. stamina like, once you start writing, um, uh, how long
1: do you write for? Uh well, actually, I guess sometimes it, 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 it there's a lot of factors. I mean, you know, if I'm inspired, then then sometimes you know I can write for hours and not even realize it's passed. But sometimes though, it's just there's uh, nothing's coming. <laughs> that like sometimes it's just like one sentence, then that's done. Yeah. Do 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 you? I mean, Jeremy writes as well.
2: Oh, but you write more Ooh, academic, what do
1: you write? academic
2: yeah. stuff. Uh, uh, I recently wrote, I mean, I, uh, I write mainly about political theory. It's Russian revolution stuff. A bit. Nice. The, the most recent one was a Russian anarchist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the process would be different. Dennis
0: could write a play about him. Should I explain? <laughs> 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 my friend and did offer though.
2: What? <laughs> yeah. to, to, to turn my lecture on the Russian revolution into a perf, uh, performance, a per, performance lecture. Yeah,
1: they, they do that. They can yeah. turn lectures
2: into performance things. Yeah. I
1: think, that
0: would help people consume that content a lot easier. I think yeah, yeah. People don't really... Uh, I think,
1: yeah, articles and it's a bit too yeah. heavy for... The it's used to relate life, it's mm. a play or movie or something. And we
0: are really uh, visual people. Yeah. And uh, stories are really important as well. I, I mean, what's course. good
2: with performance lectures is that, you know, there is... Audience participation, mm. so that 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 ups the level. And so
0: you, as the author, would do some sort of dance. Uh, no, <laughs> oh please, yes. Yeah,
1: so,
2: yeah. All that workout is building up the this. man. Yeah, do the. Chirovsky. I haven't found an intersection yet. So I, when I work, imagine you like you
0: at the center of stage, everything is blacked out. Just one single yeah,
2: white I'm light at you. doing this is my art. <laughs> yeah. I'm narrating while doing push-ups. <laughs> so
1: deep. <laughs> yeah.
2: Just one hour of you
0: doing uh kettlebell workouts <laughs> dedicated to Stalin. <laughs> I'll be team. huffing and puffing the Russian <laughs> revolution, it
2: <laughs> <You don't> go <laughs> on
0: forever, dude. That would be such a cool you know, like how people do those like uh flash mobs, but you just take a stand, you go to KLCD center <laughs> and you just do start doing push ups randomly. It's a one person flash mob. This yeah. is my protest against the the uh, class, this is my battle against class no uh, <laughs> understand struggle. It. Yeah. No
2: one will understand it, I guarantee you. <laughs>
0: In the center of one utama, one
2: floor, you start
1: doing push-ups.
2: The whole of capitalism (laughs) will be defeated by my (laughs) (laughs) push-ups.
1: I'm sure there will be one or two fellas who will join you. (laughs) Uh, Unless I orchestrate it, I don't think it's happening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like for you writing,
0: what about you? Do you have... How do you find the time?
2: Uh, Usually when people give you a deadline, you get it done. With Uh no deadline, nothing gets done. I have like 10 drafts of 10 different things. That yeah. will never finish. So, deadlines are pretty big. La. But I think the creative process is probably different. Like, Terrence can probably talk about this. Because mine's not very like inspirational. I sit on political like theory ideas. Yeah. And then suddenly, you, out of nowhere, you will find the link between some ideas yeah. to make You swim paper.
0: in the writings of all these political theories. You ruminate like a ah. turkey. And you roast the idea.
2: You're making it sound more pleasant than it is. <laughs> it <laughs> sounds <oven>. delicious. <laughs> you bring out the turkey hey and all man, that. Mm. Marxism can be delicious. Yum, yum. It couldn't. By the time <laughs> it comes out of the oven, it's dry. <laughs> you know, it's super academic. <laughs> it I doesn't have we, any sauce. I think we just
0: deconstructed the problem with uh, academicians. <laughs> <laughs> to some extent, maybe. The context yeah. of cooking. Which yeah. is fantastic. Accessibility. Everybody yeah. relates to that. So. But once you start writing, do you have like some uh, sort of like when it comes to writing?
2: Uh, it's. A, I think it is a different process because you do like for every hour worth of writing you could possibly do, mm. you'd have to do 10 hours worth of reading. Mm. So it's very different. It would be a very different process from stories. Because stories, I think yeah, I can, I mean uh, I could never write stories. Like yeah. back even back in high school, whenever like SPM had like the one word sort of essays that you could write. Yeah. You, I would just write factual essays. <laughs> oh, everybody else would turn it into a story. Like yeah. The yeah. word was faith, I think. And uh, our classmates all turned those into stories. Mm. I was the only one who wrote a factual essay about faith. Faith, mm. wow. Yeah. Faith as in F-A-I-T-H. Yeah. So I wrote about religion. <laughs> wow. The whole thing. Faith
0: is a social construct. <laughs> <laughs> made to navigate the… I was Christian back then. <laughs> so I think oh, it okay. look different. Um, look a little different. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see. Okay. Um… For you though, so I think what Jeremy is trying to say that maybe with academic writing, it's a bit external.
3: Mm. Um,
0: Taking information and process, uh, reconstruct and, you know, export it. Yeah. In a way. But whereas with um, creative writing, and this is my experience with writing, I would not consider myself a writer, <laughs> but I do dabble as a hobby. Everyone's a writer. In I mean, yeah. They should give it a shot. Like. Yeah. It could be fun yeah. for some people. Uh-huh. Right? And I, I think with, like Terence, I I as a young kid, I always uh, had creative... Uh, worlds in my mm. head you know I liked uh, maybe again you'd combine Star Wars with something else lah, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> that's yeah. how we all start <laughs> yeah, when yeah. We off it's stuff. a riff of something else <laughs> yeah. and uh, I always had these stories and I enjoy just like sometimes if you see me uh, I mean especially in the past but even now if you just see me sitting down looking out I'll be thinking about that story <laughs> and just kind of <laughs> playing it's fun to play with the characters and sometimes you get like a word or a phrase that comes in your head out of nowhere.
3: Mm.
0: And sometimes I'm, I wonder how, I feel like almost it's like an innate, uh, I always like, like to think it's like a innate, like I'm listening to a different world and I just get a, 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 a catch of that different yeah. world and then I express it. You know, mm. I almost feel like that's the meaning of a prophet, to hear something from mm-hmm. a different world and you kind of just write it down in the way you, you best can.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think your writing is uh, based on experience do you think it's sometimes? Do you think you can't even explain how you come up with things?
1: Um,
2: a bit of your process, lah. Right? Yeah, a bit of your process. Yeah.
1: I mean, okay, like um, I, I'm always reminded of this, like this experience. Uh, apparently, yeah, one of your favorite writers, Ursula Le Guin. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They asked her once. I uh, if okay, I, I can't remember how the story exactly went, but if something like they asked her about, oh, how did you create this fantastic world? Yeah, and she said, oh, um. I didn't create it, I discovered it. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah, and in a way, sometimes it's how it feels. It's like it was there the whole time. It's just <laughs> something that someone said, or in you know, the most unusual, or sometimes just a passing remark or a thought, or you mix things together and then boom, it's there. It's like, like you
0: sometimes you feel like you're tapping into something. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, really weird. Do you ever feel like seized? Like, yes. Like, like, idea seizes you. And yeah, you just have to
1: put it down on paper. And the worst thing is, they always happen in the middle of the night.
2: <laughs> <There> <laughs> you got to get once, up and write. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: There was once, literally, it was like 3 a.m. I was like having I was in my bed. So I like, and suddenly I'm like, wait! And I was like, that's an idea! And I just like, I woke up and I just went to the computer and wrote, yeah, for... <laughs> Like I think an hour or so. In the middle of the night, 3am. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. A That's friend had a
2: similar experience but it was yeah. for a pun so he had to put it up on Facebook. Like, <laughs> yeah. had, He had to let it out. The word yeah, exactly. Here it is like, <laughs> oh no, before it escapes, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the, the I'm the Nostradamus of puns. I no, need no, to declare you
3: this,
2: to this. <laughs> what is this pun? I, want to hear no, I don't How re- good is this pun? I don't, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. It's just oh. that the story was amazing because it was 2.30am. <laughs> yeah. no, I
1: think night. Night is this magic time of ideas when, <laughs> I think for me. I always do my stuff. Right well,
0: some people would say it's because you're kind of uh, crossing into, uh, well, when you cross mm-hmm. into sleep, you're, you're, you're kind of, playing with, going into the yeah, your You're tapping into the subconscious. Yeah, so sub, you know like that sweet spot where yeah. you think uh, you're awake, but actually you're asleep? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Have you ever been there? Then yeah. when, when people shock you, then you just, oh shoot, I was actually asleep, yeah. but I thought I
2: was awake. <laughs> <laughs> I swear my eyes were open throughout the whole thing. Political theorists should not write their books like that. <laughs> no, That's a bad know. idea. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it could look very yeah. strange. <laughs> Maybe something to do with dreams, you know? Because yeah. dreams are like,
1: you know, unconscious and all that.
0: Dreams are powerful, man. They are, yes. I had a friend who went to therapy. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me that um, the therapist was a very good therapist, well-known. And he was telling me that the therapist said, like, let's do some hypnosis, right? Mm. Mm. And I think in the past, there was a bit of stigma with hypnosis. But I think the literature seems to be expanding in that. Yeah, the mind is really complicated. And, you know, being able to… I guess. Implant, implant words or ideas or thoughts into your mind. It's not as far-fetched. Hmm. I mean, we see with a lot of these mentalists. They do these pre- pretty crazy tricks. There's a show named called The Mentalist. Not The well. Mentalist. <laughs> but I don't know have, whether you watch actual mentalists go no. on like talk show hosts. Okay. They do some pretty crazy stuff because what they do is they just play with uh, your subconscious. So, they'll do, for example, they'll ask you to do something while they're instructing you they'll move their hand in a particular pattern. So, when the... And the question leads you to the... To, the, um, to, certain to, to make a choice, okay. you will immediately associate that pattern and you will write down that ah, pattern okay. or that, you know, the idea in the way it manifests. Mm. So, hypnosis is not that far-fetched. Of course, a lot of shady people can, yeah. you know, you do it in a way that's weird. <laughs> so, he said, the hypnosis, I mean, not hypnosis, the therapist was like, the thing is, I've done this with uh, all my patients and most of the time, when they go home, they have extremely vivid dreams. Mm. And he said, don't be freaked out. Ah. By the dreams.
2: <laughs> Legit. <laughs> Could have anxiety attacks the <laughs> dreams are too <laughs> real. What the heck is
0: going on? <laughs> so, my friend like, okay, okay, yeah, whatever. Because my friend is a bit of a skeptic like me, I mm-hmm. suppose. That session is great. Everything is done. Goes back home. Sleeps. He says he has the most trippy, vivid dreams Serious? of his life. He said he was mad. Huh. And he just blew his mind about how uh, your unconscious or your subconscious works. And it's pretty interesting. So dreams are actually really powerful in like mm-hmm. kind of like interpreting your psyche and, and things like Understanding that. Understanding
2: yourself, I guess. Yeah. 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 Because
0: dreams are just manifestations of your brain, sort of processing things. It can't come from can't necessarily
2: yeah. come from an external source. It's just it's within in, you. Like. Just
1: interpreted, like expressed in a way that's Yeah. Really your, sure. your brain is just kind of trying to like <laughs> make sense, make sense so of everything. That, yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um like when I've been extremely stressed out when mm. I uh I never knew I was an anxious person until I did CLP. Oh yes, uh, that,
1: that, that's a nightmare. Yeah,
0: I used to think that I was this carefree dude. I, I just realized now it's because I was lazy. Not that I was carefree. <laughs> I didn't care enough. But when it came to CLP and also a lot of uh, surrounding circumstances, uh, it was the first time that I actually dealt with stress in a very real way. Because it's either you pass or you don't. Mm. There's no other option. And I, it's not just failing. It's not only that. It's also you... Leaving... Uh, you... Removing... Four years of your life... Mm. Three years for your degree... Mm. Uh, one year for your... One to two years for your A-levels... You know... It's yeah. a big chunk of your 20s... Gone... Mm-hmm. And so dealing with that... For the first time... I, I realized that... I'm not a... You know... Uh, people who struggle with depression... They are on one side... People... So these are people who... Um, things are too intense... They can't process... They just rather stay in bed... And not deal with it... Um... The other spectrum are people who are over, ang- who are anxious. These are people who... Before the problem can become a problem, they're trying to solve it. Mm. Oh. They are both rooted in fear. Oh. One, you hide from the problem. One, you try and overcorrect it. So, I realized as a person, I tilted towards anxiety. Mm. So, what would happen is I would study the whole day. Go, go, go crazy. I'll be studying here. Then, I'll just start pacing. Pace, oh. pace, pace, pace. I'll tire myself out. I'll sleep at 10 o'clock because I'm so tired. I'll wake up every day at 3 o'clock in the morning. And when I wake up, I wake up not like... um, Calmly? Not like I can go back to sleep. It's not like half sleep. It's dead alert wake. And when I wake up at 3 o'clock, I'll be so upset because I'll be awake until 8 o'clock in the morning. I can't go back to sleep. Damn. Wow. Yeah. And it happened every day. And I realized it was because I had become so stressed out that my brain was still thinking. Mm. And so, it, it would wake me up because like, I was still so anxious. So it couldn't relax. My brain was like dealing with all this pressure mm. and so it kept waking me up at that time. And um, a lot of people have their common experience where they would wake up at that time it's either 3 in the morning or 4 in the morning.
3: Oh.
0: It's a weird... It's a really a weird thing. So like... Yeah, just talking. I'm. How did we come to this? Yeah, we, what a weird turn. You had we to, to steer like, back. I think
1: it was yeah. Dreams. Yeah, Chewy, Before Dreams, pine. it was his inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Because that came at Chuggy. So...
0: Yeah, three <laughs> <Chewy> O'Clock's fault... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah dreams Re- are I think like you were yeah. saying how our brains uh, interpret things mm. and how stories come from you know yeah. maybe the unconscious subconscious mm. or whatever yeah mm. so like okay with, like we were saying you're finding you're finding the time to write this plays mm-hmm. and even with your plays right you did two you've written two <laughs> they really are
1: the colour the tone is so mm. different Uh, I think you did the working date first, right? Yeah, I did the working date. Euphrasia was performed first, but I wrote the working date first. You did a showcase with… Yes, yes. uh,
2: Maybe for the benefit Uh, of the audience, you could just give like a two-line summary of each of the plays. Yeah, yeah, I will. I I definitely
0: will. Uh, But um, uh, maybe before that, how did you get… You start… Okay, let's take working date first. Okay. How did you… So, that was just… You had an idea Mm -hmm. and…
1: You put everything together, is it? Yes. That one, I was the executive producer. So, I put everything together, basically. yeah.
0: Do you want to explain the premise or should I? Um,
1: Yeah, wh- why don't you? Hear? I want to hear what <laughs> I can think of the premise. And
0: Jeremy, get it right. Jeremy really, I think, we enjoy this premise because <laughs> oh, this is something okay. he strongly believes in. <laughs> okay, and yes. the premise is basically… I haven't watched it. Jeremy hasn't watched nope. it. Nope. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think uh, our producer, Jane, she has watched uh, uh Euphrasia. Uh, uh, she watched Euphrasia. Yeah. Her brother watched Working Dead. Her brother watched Working Dead. So, Working Dead is the premise is uh, kind of the corporate world where a person is uh, given a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. He's the main guy. All the tasks have been delegated to him. And he dies. Yeah. But because he has so much to do, his boss, through a BOMO, mm-hmm. I suppose, <laughs> Yes. Um, resurrects him yes. to become a zombie to complete his task. Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is what
0: fantastic, fantastic premise. By the way. premise is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's so Malaysian in premise.
1: Exactly. So, yeah, yeah.
2: Being worked to death.
1: Uh, yeah, because I mean, like we were reading all these articles. It's like every few months there'll be someone working themselves to death as some like auditing firm or like you know this fir- accounting firm. So we were like, wow, this is really a problem. You know, maybe we should do something about that, but. Yeah, actually there's a funny story. How the idea came to me mm. was I was talking to a friend. She is a lawyer. And then like she was working this really big case. And the boss was like, this really like yeah, driving her like really like See, I yeah, knew yeah, I knew yeah, that yeah.
0: this had to come from the <laughs> yes, legal exactly. world. Exactly. Okay, sorry, yeah. continue, continue. Yeah.
1: continue. <laughs> so this friend friend at one point she felt sick. And so she called the boss and like, oh boss, I'm sorry, I can't finish this. Can I take an MC? And the boss was furious. The boss was like, you know, I, what, you want to take an MC now? He said, I don't care. Even if you were to die now, I will find a way to bring you back just so you can finish. <laughs> and I mean, that's it was really, really b- traumatic for my friend. But I was like,
3: hey, mm. that's,
1: that's a- an idea. But you know, that's
0: reality. Yes. For... I, I'm sure and not it's not only in the legal world it's for auditors or so for yes. example yeah. then the culture is right even if you're sick there's no way for you to take off because the file can't move <laughs> <laughs> you have to do it by hook yeah. or crook yes. and so you yes. have all these people pushing you and your boss is like you know what they'll normally say like they'll just say like look tough luck you know <laughs> it's the nature of the work mm-hmm. we have to do the same thing you have to do the same thing
1: mm-hmm. you know so it's like it's a very good premise yeah so, I mean, and then we, we used it because there, there are a lot of like irrational, silly things that people do. Like for example, some companies, the employees, they don't leave work until the boss leaves. Oh, which yeah. I feel like, why? You know, like that doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> it's the culture there. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a very silly
0: culture. Even yeah. I mean, I think it starts actually in um, school where college mm-hmm. especially, you have that always there's that one kid. Yes, that one we'll time shit. I yeah, no study so hard. Wow, you study so hard, <laughs> la, bro. Wow, ah. this top student. La. You are. La. <laughs>
2: that was me though. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so. Get him. I don't
0: think so because then this person, you were uh pretty chill about your yeah. study. No, this one person will be like, hey bro, oh wow, you're studying so hard. Da, 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 da. Oh no, la, I'm not studying I just chill lah. Then you'll see him burning the yeah yeah you know burning <laughs> yeah, the freaking the of, all, oil yeah, until know. like you know six seven in the morning mm-hmm. and then suddenly bam you know mm. yeah he's got straight A's. he's got straight A's. <laughs> like no la, bro no 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 oh, how did this happen <laughs> no, no 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 yeah well you know and and it, then he it goes to work la, basically like you know if you if you um, go back early people tend to like wow. Wow, no work out, uh, bro. Yeah, okay. I don't think yeah. I have that, like, what? Yeah. It's kiasu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes you go back, oh, he must not, not enough work. Not enough So, work. give him some more. Uh, and it goes back to that thing of, like, it's really um weird and it's actually counterproductive. Exactly. Because, like you said, when you set a shorter uh, time frame, I was just reading about this. It's something called, I think, uh, Parkinson's, uh, not the, not the, you know, the, sickness, yeah, yeah. but Parkinson's uh, thinking or whatever. It's basically the idea that if you have a, uh, assignment to finish you have work to do Mm -hmm. and you assign yourself a shorter period of time you adapt and become more efficient Mm, in finishing the work the idea is if you have uh, a job to do and you're given 10 hours you will space out your effort Mm, to get it done in 10 hours whereas if you do it in 5 hours you will adapt to finish it in 5 hours so when you tell, tell people like oh you don't have enough work you know, so you give you more work mm. and you encourage this culture of expanding hours. Exactly. You actually kind of a lot of
2: times reduce productivity. Yeah, because people mm. have to take more breaks also yeah. just to deal with 10 hours straight of work.
0: It's mm. silly. And then, you know, you don't have um, you know, your work the time up. for other things yeah. and all
3: that.
0: And people burn out. So, in the legal mm. uh, field, the turnover rate is so high. It is, yeah. It's extremely high. Mm. Okay, very interesting. Now, but then we contrast this with Euphrasia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Euphrasia.
3: Euphrasia yeah. in
0: tone is completely different. Okay, this yeah. is really like Superman and Batman. Like, <laughs> completely different tone. <laughs>
1: it's how not th- just Superman and Batman. It's like, I don't know, Superman and Shakespeare or something. <laughs> yeah, so it's that <laughs> it, far, apart. Okay. It's not even yeah, the yeah. same platform. It's
0: <laughs> completely different worlds.
1: Like, yeah, right. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, how did you come about Euphrasia? How, okay. how did this happen? Because okay. I don't think this... I, I'm pretty sure this is not something... I need to write this. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so for Euphrasia for those who are who don't know, is basically it's based on a real person. Her name was uh, Mary Euphrasia. She was this French nun who lived in like the 1415s. I can't remember exactly time right now. Yeah, so she set up, up this order. Yeah, this yeah, this order this is what the good good shepherd. Yeah, the order of the good shepherd good shepherd sisters. Yeah, the good I shepherd think. sisters It's a catholic thing. Eh? Yeah, as a Catholic. Yeah, if you are yeah. a nun or a priest, it's, it's Catholic la. Okay. Yeah. yeah General
0: yeah. rule, rule of thumb. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, so it's basically the story of her life, la, You know, and how the mission continues today. They are they, they are very against like human trafficking mm-hmm. and exploitation. She's a saint now, so mm-hmm. Saint Mary of yeah, So
0: basically, the order is in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. for Malaysian Catholics, uh, when you become a priest or a sister uh, or brother, there are different you call them vocations, callings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in the priesthood and with uh, nuns, sisters, uh, they can join a different order that kind of mirrors their what they feel is their calling. Mm. So in Malaysia, there are quite a few. Uh, so for example, if you feel like your calling is to um, stand aside, stand along with the poor, so you become a Franciscan. Mm. So they take an extra while of poverty. They don't hold a bank account or whatever. They, don't, they can't put anything to their name. and Everything goes to the community. Uh, or you could be a Jesuit so Jesuits, for example, you need to have uh, a college degree, uh, okay. so they are considered like the intellectuals. Mm. They are called to to debate and to rationalize, and you know. So, for example, Pope Francis a Jesuit, uh, mm. he was a uh, he did his master's in chemistry, I think. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so different, different. Redemptorists are preachers. They all have their own calling. Mm. So Good Shepherd is uh, uh, one of these orders where they have a particular mission, mm. uh, a, a particular mm. calling. And they have a vibrant community in in Malaysia. Yeah, they do.
1: They do a lot of good work. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. So yeah, uh, it's not really something I would have written
0: <laughs> by myself. It's basically like yeah. you could imagine it like Edgar Allan Poe writing <laughs> *Little Little Women, okay, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah, so what happened was it's the anniversary of this this um. Good Shepherd Sisters and Mary Fraser. Yeah. So what happened is the Malaysian Good Shepherd Sisters, they wanted a musical to commemorate this. Mm. So they went to the actors studio and they met the 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 producer there, uh Doctor Farida, that, 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 Faridah American. And, yes, yeah, she her family, uh, they do a I mean the
0: American family is quite a, yeah, a well-known very family. Established, in, yeah. 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 Hmm.
1: yeah. So they decided to work together. To bring a musical about this founder to life, mm. so they obviously well we need somebody to write this. Mm. So for, they thought of me and this other guy Yu Hua mm. Yeah. So at first I was a bit surprised because I'm I, I my stuff is usually comedic, a little dark. So when he, when they come like, we want you to write a musical mm. about a Catholic <laughs> nun. I was like what? <laughs> I was at first like, do you have the right person? But because like she had seen some of uh, my stuff. Yeah. I would written like 10-minute musicals, shorter. Mm. And so to this day, I really thank her. So Dr. Farida, yeah, uh, farida is the one who
0: engaged you. La. Yes, yes. Did
1: she know you, you were Catholic? Yes. I, I, wait, actually, I'm not sure. Did she know I She was might have Catholic? guessed it.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe. It, like, it might have been a happy coincidence. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. But I was Catholic. Yeah, so yeah. like, yay. <laughs>
1: yeah. The other guy wasn't Catholic.
0: Yeah, yeah so. But it's amazing that you have um persons from different backgrounds
1: yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. producing this. Mm. Uh, you have Catholic writers, you have non-Christian writers. Uh, yeah, everyone coming yeah. together to yeah. to uh, kind of... Um, Bring this to life. La. Pay homage to someone who, yeah. even though is Christian, but it's not about the faith as... I mean, not a, about... Her religion is not really her identity, but you're yeah. talking about a good person who is doing good things. Yeah. that's a very mature kind of understanding of...
1: Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm glad, you know, the good shepherd sisters, they wanted that road. They mm. said, you know focus more on all the good work she did. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, religion is inescapable because she was a nun. But that is not... It it wasn't like one of those like... Church, you know, musical. It was like for the aim at the general public.
2: It was not so meant no, to be preachy, la, right? Yeah,
1: not meant yeah. to be mm. preachy. So no matter who you are, even if you are not Christian, yeah. you would still enjoy it. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, it was. It was. And, uh, How yeah. did you find that experience in writing? Yeah. It? Yeah. it was really interesting because, okay, f- okay, first thing. Usually, I write stuff. I would make it up everything. Yeah. You know, like the working date is not based on real people.
0: I hope, this not. One, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but in a way, based on real
1: people, but no one actually really came back for the date. Well, <laughs> good to know. Yeah, good to
0: know. <laughs> right.
1: Where's this one? Mary Euphrasia is a real person, so you have to make sure you're you're doing service. You you know don't do anything that makes her look in a bad light or mm. inaccurate or you know captures her badly, which means a lot of research. <laughs> also. A lot of time, my musicals are set in the present. Hmm. This is in 15th century France. <laughs> so, yeah, like, clearly you have to do a research. La, like, there are no handphones at that time. <laughs> did you know that? <laughs> yeah, I knew,
2: I knew really? that. Really? Yeah. i will surprised. <laughs> no ways.
1: How did they get around? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Yeah. How can this be? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. How did they call each other? Wait, yeah. wait, wait. Yeah.
0: How did they... What if one of them went to study abroad? How did they talk to each other? That <laughs> doesn't make sense. <laughs> You mean they wouldn't see each other for years? No. <laughs> How can that be? Right? Yeah. Hard to believe. Yeah. I
2: wonder the producer asked that question a lot. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. And and did you enjoy the experience? Yeah, it was. It was a challenge. Like I, I learned like so much. It, it's like because it was also because she was a nun and all that. So a lot of it was set in, uh, around like you know church. Like bureaucracy and all that, Hmm. so the hierarchy. So I learned a lot about that, and then conditions in France at the time. And also, Mary Fraser was a very interesting person. You know, why why do you say that? Yeah, because she was very like ahead of her time. Like Hmm. there was this quote by her that I remember. Like somebody said, like, "Oh, we should stay and help our people in France." And you say, "What? What do you mean, our people?" He said, I belong to the world, you know, no matter wherever you live and all in Asia, Africa, my service belongs to everyone. And mm. if you think this was like 14, like 15th century, this is very progressive.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah, and, and, and then, you know, and because like the church at the time is very, and, and, and now also, is very male dominated. Mm. Popes and bishops and all their men. Mm. And she was a woman, you know, mm. trying so... So, so there was a lot of like people looking down on her at the time and all that. Was there a lot of pushback for her? Pushback? Yeah, yeah, there was pushback. There, there were these things like, oh, she's this woman trying to gain power mm. and overturn church structure uh-huh. and all that. Mm. Yeah, like the villain, okay, not the villain, the antagonist is uh, a bishop. Mm, mm, yeah, mm. which is a was a real person. Mm. He caused a lot of trouble. Oh. And this bishop wasn't really bad per se. It's just that he had this idea that you know church law had been like this for so many years yeah. and Mother Euphrasia wanted to change that. Mm. So, the fact that… You but know, what, was the, what was the specific… What issue did he had specifically that… Okay, how this worked was uh, last time, the church had these like houses of refuge and all that sort of thing. So, let's say there would be one in, let's say, Paris, mm. one in Toulouse. One in East, all over the place. Mm. But all of them are independent. They all work by themselves. Mm. Mother Euphrasia said, Why don't yeah. we, like, all of them join together and work together under, like, one HQ, and they can all go together one side, mm. which is a good idea. But the church law was that, no, they're all independent. Mm. And to change that is, like, you know, a lot of work, <laughs> and all that. Mm. So he was against the idea. He just maybe was set in his own
0: ways, basically. Yeah,
1: exactly. He was like, it's, like it's very bureaucratic, right? <laughs> doing things just because that's how they've been done. Did did writing this kind of help you?
0: Because you're Catholic, so did it help mm-hmm. you understand or connect or relate to your faith in a
2: different way or in a new way? Mm. Understanding the bureaucracy and all that. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, actually, I sort of already knew there's a lot of bureaucracy. Yeah. I mean, I like to think I'm a very liberal Catholic. Right? Sure, you sure, know, sure. So it's like. So in a sense, it did give me some appreciation. Like, that. Oh, you know, I'm glad that there are people in the church. They are willing to speak out even though, you know, all the pressure and the stress from above. Yeah. But they're willing to speak their mind and do what they think is the right thing. Mm-hmm. So that was inspiring. Mm-hmm. Would you yeah. do something like this again? What? Euphrasia too?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no sequel? <laughs> uh, what about an
1: amalgamation or working date? Anyway? <laughs> yeah, it was sort like, you know, because once a dead zombie, once a sane, they can fight or something. I think a zombie.
2: would be a superhero movie. <laughs> it
1: turns out they're both like sequels to each other this whole time. It's a kind so, of like a unbreakable yeah. then
0: became a oh, yeah, 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 cinematic <laughs> universe. Shed, Suddenly it's a realize. trilogy. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> euphrasia versus the working <laughs> dead. I watched that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean I would love to do something like that. I mean I, like, yeah, uh, in
0: terms of tone, would you do
1: something? Yeah, like definitely. Uh, also it was good for me because you know, I I've I've usually been connected with comedy. Yeah. In fact, a lot of people because they saw my name on the thing, they thought it was gonna be a comedy Euphrasia. <laughs> oh, but it was a bit more serious. they were comic moments, yeah. but it's a more serious thing. So it also showed me Okay, there's a serious bone in you. You can do serious mm. stuff, yeah,
0: I mean, it's cool again, like it seems like your whole journey has been um trying new things and pushing your boundaries, and it seems like yeah. you're always challenging yourself to to do something uh, different, which yeah. is very very cool Some- I mean
1: I believe you can't stagnate la you keep have to keep trying new things, hmm. and yeah. I love trying new things. So, if Jeremy would engage you for his Russian Revolution uh hey, Seriously? <laughs> I think, yeah. I
2: love to do something like Let's that. Let's think about this, yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Sign Not- meeting,
1: man. we can do this.
2: None of us want to go to jail week. for this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Huh? Huh? <laughs> Trotsky and like Stalin having this like, oh, uh,
2: yeah. duet together. <laughs> and it'll be in Malay, eh? yeah, no. Malay. right? Of course! Malaysia, <laughs> in, Malay. <laughs> yeah. in Malay.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. Um… We have about 10 minutes left. okay. Um, And one thing, I guess, we kind of covered, uh, you know, what we wanted to cover. But we were thinking that just one small point we wanted to discuss, just to get your perspective. Because myself and Jeremy, we've really been having a lot of dialogues and we've been really interested in, uh, I don't know why, for some reason, cancer culture is a big thing that we have kept on talking about I Maybe think
2: it's the nature of popular discourse, right? Because yeah. it's it's, it's online. a big topic nowadays. Yeah.
0: It's, you can't escape it. It, yeah. it really seems like everyone is angry all the time. <laughs> you know? Ah. And everyone seems to be trying to claim some sort of moral high.
2: Everybody ground. has a virtual pitchfork. They just yeah. the yeah. mob with. just
0: waiting to start happen yeah, yeah. Time. Everybody just is just fighting for their own mm. moral high ground. Everyone wants to push everyone down. Mm. And the tricky part is because Yes, we need a framework to navigate our lives in terms of right, wrong, especially in a most secular world. A world that's becoming increasingly secular. We don't have a base set of principles to work with. So we're kind of all trying to just figure it out. Mm-hmm. How do we orient ourselves in a way that is fair and reasonable for everybody? And it can be very uh, difficult.
2: Confusing.
0: Yeah, you have some people who over-intellectualize things. You have some people who oversimplify things mm. and just go by instinct, yeah. and so new and new kind of issues manifest in our lives. That's pretty crazy. Like for example, uh, you have people uh, saying that we should boycott Friends mm. uh, because of the type of humor. Like it's very. Some people say uh, Ross is uh, trans yeah. Uh, no, transphobic problematic, or yeah, transphobic, and all that. Yeah. You know, um, some people say there was not enough of black representation, so we yeah. should boycott it. And it goes all the way to, for example, um, you know, people saying that uh, we shouldn't listen to Michael Jackson because he was a pedophile. Mm. Uh, or R. Kelly, for example. Again, I'm not taking a position on any of these things. Mm. But I'm curious. And, and I don't have a position. Like Michael Jackson, for example. yeah, I like his music. Yes. It's good music. Mm-hmm. Do I like him being a pedophile? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he a pedophile? Most probably. Mm. Um, should I stop listening to his music? I don't know. And I hope it doesn't make me a bad person because I don't know, you know. I'm still yeah, trying to kind of yeah. figure it out. Mm. So I was just wondering, like Terence, as a kind of a creative person,
3: mm-hmm.
0: a person that dabbles in art, you know, what what are, what what is your thinking? Do you think uh, an artist should be held to that higher a, a, a ground? Like, would you stop reading or watching somebody's of these uh, uh,
1: uh, art if you found out, for example, their values that Vastly differed
0: yours, yours, or even if it was very problematic, what do you think?
1: Well, I think, you know, as you mentioned just now, and I agree with you completely, this is a very complex sort of nuance thing. And I think there is no like catch all sort of like approach that applies to every sort of single aspect of the thing. But for me, okay, if let's say there was an artist that, uh, how do you, that let's say had values that went against, I guess it's back to the argument can you separate an artist from his work? Mm. I think that if, I think it is very possible to enjoy the work of an artist and not necessarily appreciate the artist himself. You know, mm-hmm. maybe an artist may have you know like uh, how do you say like? I I, I think an example is a uh, you know you know Bill Cosby. Yeah. You know, <laughs> recently, yeah. oh all the stuff that came out of him. So as an individual, as an actor, yeah, I I I, I think really he yeah it's a, quite a bore and all the stuff he does. But sure. But watching you know like all the old Cosby show because that's a different character. It's yeah. different from the actor. So I feel maybe I can still enjoy it. Yeah. It's only if, for example, aspects of the thing that was about creep into his work. Like if his work had been, if the show had been about, you know, like drugging women and all that yeah, sort yeah. of thing. No, then, so, yeah. for, for example, with Michael Jackson, yeah. a, um, pedophile,
0: mm-hmm. none of his songs are about pedophilia. Yeah. <laughs> if they were about pedophilia, then yes, I think yeah. we, we can. But, Whereas with R. Kelly, for example, yeah. Uh, all the sexual allegations and everything and his music is very sexual in nature. Mm-hmm. So th- that would be maybe one way we can like distinguish like what yeah. the subject matter is. Mm-hmm. Because once we start, I guess, uh, just cancelling people because of and especially when mm-hmm. people in the past it can be very problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's very easy to project our own biases uh, mm-hmm. to people of the past. Yeah. Jeremy, exactly. I don't know whether you agree with me but like I do think we have to understand uh, you know, I have a feeling, five hundred years from now, people are going to be laughing yes. at us mm-hmm. at the stances that we take. Mm-hmm. For example, the way we treat prisoners. Yeah. For example, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. or the way we treat uh, uh maybe animals even animals yeah. Yeah. mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And but for us, we look at the context of our times, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. and we're all just trying to best navigate it. So I would be a bit more cautious mm-hmm. about the way we kind of you know, Jeremy. What do you think?
2: I mean that's that's an interesting one because back to back to the I mean back to the consumption of it, right? Like you could you could say that there is a separation, but I guess, and I don't really have a strong stance on this. Because like I think Jeremy Clarkson got outed as like somebody pretty like snobby. He no. punched a BBC producer. Yeah. Mm. But he's still funny. So like my quandary is yeah, does continuing to listen to it make me a bad person? Right? So the argument that's made often is that if you continue to watch them, you are supporting them monetarily. Mm. And mm. The, that's where they try and drag a lot of the ethics back in. Mm. So if you found out Bill Cosby was a sexual predator and he still produced stuff, right? you watching uh. it directly monetarily contributes to his continued existence. Mm. Is that an immoral act? So that, that's where I think the separation becomes a lot ah, more complicated. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you could talk about dead people, but then you know, liberals tend to drag in the argument for live people generally. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's where it gets a bit more murky. Yeah, uh, I can agree with that. It's a tricky... I agree, yes. It's, it's a tricky, tricky thing. Do you think
0: uh, artists should be held accountable or responsible for their art? Well, in a sense... I'll I, I give you an, one example. Huh? Yeah. I'll give you one example. Um, Who was that lady who did the blood on her... Uh, well, the... Uh, Trump's head. Do you all remember that? Oh, oh. Kathy Griffin.
2: Yeah, yeah, Ka- yeah. I think I, Kathy Griffin. Okay. Yeah, she, yeah. She,
0: she, she... I think the Secret Service uh, brought her in and investigated her because... She had a, a fake head of Trump, and it was bloody, mm. like real bloody. I'm wow. Not, okay. Yeah, and so she said it's a perform a performance piece. Mm-hmm. It's meant to instigate you, right? Yes. Yes. Do you think a a, a person should be, an artist should be held accountable or responsible for their art if it's offensive?
1: Well, huh, that's a very complex subject. I would say the answer is probably yes and no. I mean. Well, I think that whenever an artist puts out something into the world, whether he or she likes it, it's making a statement about something. Yeah, And that artist, I believe, before he or she does anything, should really sit down and think about the consequences, about, you know, like, what will, you know, how you say, what I'm putting out, what does it say? How, how will people react? And if people react... Do I want that sort of a reaction? Am I ready for that sort of reaction? Mm. So you should, you know, like at least just think about what you are going to put out. And if you're okay with it, if you think, okay, you know, okay, maybe it's, yeah, it's okay. Or yes, it will have a reaction and I want that sort of reaction, then it's okay. But the thing also sometimes is that whenever you put something, sometimes even you don't mean it to have consequences, sometimes your art gets interpreted in a way mm. that you yourself don't mm. expect it. <laughs> I think it's very impossible for an artist to think of every possible way, you know, that a work is interpreted. So sometimes you you don't intend it. Maybe you you know you were just making an innocent thing or you didn't know the complexities behind the subject, but people interpret it in that way and then, then it becomes very tricky.
0: It's like um, you know, fanfic. So many people yeah, write uh, fanfic mm. and they take the ideas and they expand it to sometimes. You <laughs> Some know, I was weird watching places. Naruto. I was uh-huh. watching Naruto the other day. I uh, just went on the forums and then like everybody was like mm. uh, creating stories of Sasuke and Naruto uh, oh, uh, getting, uh, it getting it on, it oh, on. <laughs> because yeah. oh. the way the way the way is, uh, Naruto was chasing like yeah. Sasuke did all this like it's like basically 500 episodes of him like trying to kill everybody. Okay. Naruto not once like uh, you know uh, gives up hope on <laughs> Sasuke. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Wow. So so they all like. He must love Sasuke. <laughs> yeah. He must love Sasuke. And in that way. <laughs> because Naruto keeps yeah. on saying Sasuke is like, why do you keep chasing me and why do you keep following? Why are you so obsessed with me? Then Naruto's because you're my friend. Then everyone's like, no one treats their <laughs> friend. <like that." laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a so, really- so this
2: is something we can maybe have Samuel on for this, but yeah. like he 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 had we had this this discussion where he would have like a repository of books mm. and accompanying those books was the author's interpretation Mm. so that you would for all time have a record of how you wanted it to be interpreted rather than just putting it out there into the world and having Mm. other people interpret it right? as to safeguard but I told him like people are still people are still going to be like okay he interpreted his own work wrong and that happens Mm -hmm. to Marx a lot they were like Marx didn't interpret his own work correctly which is really like a strange turn. Marx didn't interpret yeah. his own work correctly. <laughs> that's a very that's a really interesting way to go about it, right? Yeah. yeah. Like so, he didn't
0: really understand the scope of what he was.
2: Yeah, because like people grow, right? So yeah, imagine like yeah, so yeah. there's like young Marx, middle Marx yeah. and yeah. late yeah, Marx. Yeah, yeah. Like so there's a lot of these things. So like young you, Roshan was stupid as heck. <laughs> 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 yeah, so if but, we begin yeah. to make the differences, then it would yeah. be then it would be quite strange, right? Your yeah. your intention might be something and then it changes and then are you how are you going to retract it and all yeah, that? I mm-hmm. guess
0: the way I perceive it, and I know it's not so helpful, but I do believe in like, this free market of ideas. Mm-hmm. I believe like, I know, I think there's sort of, we all have this kind of chessboard approach. We, we all play <laughs> within this set of rules. Yeah. It should be fair. Like, I think there is a line where the referee needs to come in and say, like, for example, if you are like, trying to instigate hurting someone,
2: for Incitement example, to violence.
0: In, you know, then, okay, that's a line. But otherwise, whether it's not pleasant or pleasant or whatever, it's within that game, and uh, and society should react, you know, accordingly. You know, I don't think the law should be involved. You know, you know, I, I don't think you know. I think there is um, we need to have a little bit of we need to be a little bit thick skin and so on. The way we consume our media, we if you you're gonna be see things that are unpleasant and feel things that are unpleasant, and if it rubs you the wrong way you know, you need to kind of be able to deal with that as well. Mm-hmm. Like for example, and I'm just going to end maybe with this. I was listening to, I was telling Jeremy and even Terence. I told you that I listened to uh, a podcast by uh, Jason Leong
3: hmm. who's, oh, a, yes.
0: who's a comedian. Yeah, yeah. And um, he was, he basically got got on another comedian. the an Indian chap. And this guy like uh, talks about stories in Hindu mythology. And he does it because the stories are funny. Right? And so it kind of makes fun of the stories. And Maybe they're
2: we, not comedic, but they're ob- they're absurd given the way yes, like the framed. modern world is the yeah. modern world is right now. Yeah, because you
0: have like gods coming in with a mountain on their yeah, holding a uh, yeah. island in their hand. Yeah. Mm. You know things like that. You know, uh, it's exaggerated. Yeah, the uh, imagery is absurd. It's, yeah, yeah. It's mm. absurd imagery. But uh, Jason Long is has be, uh, We mm. were talking about Jason Long before this because he called out that uh, girl. The yeah, Miss, the, the miss Universe, yeah. yeah. Samantha. Samantha something. K. Or, yeah. yeah, right? And about, about being racist and whatever. Yeah. But like, I watched that podcast, Jason Leong, and I thought to myself, why aren't the liberals... I This is perfect for a liberal uh, cancel <laughs> right here. <laughs> because he goes through he this he, all these Hindu stories, mythology, mm-hmm. and he basically makes fun of them. Now, and I understand he's a comedian, but uh, there's a point where it's comedic and there's a point where like, you know, you're not laughing with me, you're laughing at me. Mm. I'm not Hindu. I'm Christian. Mm-hmm. But I kind of appreciate because I have been trying to read a little bit more about Indian philosophy. Mm-hmm. And uh, like the Mahabharata, mm-hmm. the Gita, all these materials are old. They are like Socrates, before yeah. Socrates kind of old. And a lot of these philosophies bled into Greek philosophy, which becomes the basis of Western civilization. Mm. Right? You know, so a lot of things about the self and and things like that. So, my thing is like, you know, you have you, you the way Jason Long does it is like he he talks about oh it's so interesting it's so interesting he doesn't say why it's interesting, <laughs> you know he just like laughs and I don't even think it's that funny, but um he so I but I I can understand what he's trying to do, you know I can understand when I took a step back and I understand this is a comedian trying wow. to to push the boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I cannot agree with it. I can even push back a little bit and educate him, right? Mm-hmm. But I realized at that moment how fun or easy it is to just like, oh, I'm going to do a post now. I'm going to call out Jason Leong. I'm going to yeah. you know, call out his hypocrisy, blah, 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 <laughs> And <laughs> get involved in that toxic cycle of I'll cancel you out. Someone will cancel me out. Everybody's going to yeah. cancel each other out. I can take the moment to like, okay, I'm a bit, I don't feel too nice about this. I think it's a bit insulting. But let me send it to my friends. Mm. Let me get their input, you know. Like, you know, how do I want this conversation to go? Mm. You know, I think yeah. that's kind of my... Because that was my reflection for the week. La, as I mm. was Because this happened last Sunday. Mm. We just reached 1 hour 32
1: minutes. Oh, really? You went oh. by fast, right? Yeah, I did. Oh, man. It goes oh. by
0: really, really fast. <laughs> yeah. Terence, we... You know, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. I had a blast. It was a great
0: conversation. Yeah. Thanks so much. We hope you come again soon. Oh. Uh, maybe you want to shout out your handle so... You know, we don't have a big following. We So far, I have about 100 people listening at one time. Mm, okay. But you've got
1: 100 new people uh, maybe uh, exposed to your work. Well, I don't really use Instagram. I'm more of a word person. But, sure. Yeah. I guess add me on Facebook, I guess. yeah, Tagans18. Like Terrence, uh, but with a G instead <laughs> of an R. That's another story. This is another. like hey, wow. No,
0: we had the same problem with Samantha Ho uh,
1: last week. Yeah, yeah.
0: Samantha's one was… Uh, small chili you know, a small chili, party small chili party
1: yeah. it's a good description of oh her, wow but, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: this one will be slightly less complex yeah, like, I'm sure. yeah.
1: But G if, instead yeah, of R yeah. if any of you
0: uh, are exposed to Terrence for the first time please I'm uh, sorry if you're exposed <laughs> to this mad guy mad genius please uh, buy his stuff check yes out his please stuff. buy my, a lot of my stuff uh, go to Pack. check out his shows support uh, the arts support the arts man Um, alright, and we are done.